voz and it shall be that whichever of the families of the earth that do not come up to Jerusalem to worship the king the lord of hosts upon them shall be no rain but you are here in Jerusalem tonight so there shall be rain on your life lift your right hand and your meeting hey i said this said but i was study for now me now Yes, baby. And you can worship with me. Yes, Can I get one surprise in the house? I said, Namata, 
Maybe he doesn't understand what is going on right now. to anybody. Do you know? Grace. When I entered this room, I said, wow. How did he know that Jesus will favor me this way? I see favor. Favor is coming upon you. I never knew. Hey, pata, pata. Something is about to happen here. Hey, call about oh, Shatter. Favor me this way. Thank you. Someone can see for Pentecostal. I didn't know. Jesus, oh, favor. Receive favor. 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 Favor.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Asian of Days, Alpha and Omega. We bless your name today. We adore your name. We give you all the praise and we give you all the exaltation, Lord, for your love, for your care, for your protection, for your guidance upon our life. You've led us through the still waters and we are alive today. Blood flowing through our veins and we can move and live and have our being. So we appreciate you, Spirit of God. We adore your name. We give you all the praise. We give you all the adoration. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We lift up your name on high. And we say you are an awesome God, wonderful God, miraculous God, powerful God, gracious God, kind God. We thank you, Jesus, today. We appreciate you. We love you, Spirit of God. And we give you all the adoration for your love, your protection over our life and over our family. We thank you for the shield over our family. We thank you, O God, for the wall and the protection over our family, over our lives. We appreciate you, God. We adore your name and we lift up your name on high. What we are saying tonight is that, Lord, without your mercy without your grace, where will we be? We wouldn't have been here. We wouldn't have gotten this privilege or this opportunity to be part of the living today. Without you, we are nothing. Without you, we can do nothing. So we appreciate you. We thank you. And we lift up your name on high. Oh, grace is falling. I said, I know Say when I think of all you've done for me, oh God, my words will be enough to say I'm grateful. When I look around and see the views, my words will be enough to say you're wonderful. I'll take it again. When I think of all you've done for me, oh Look around, look around and see the beauty. My words will be enough to say you're wonderful. Hey, Lord, I will never forget how you raised me up. Hey, oh, taba, taba, taba. And I will never forget how you wiped my tears. Hey, hey, hey. And I will never forget. 
how you brought my feet back. What you want me to carry? Into your memory. Lord, I will never forget how you raised me up. Hey. And Kwajo, I will never forget how you wiped my tears. Hey. And I will never forget how you brought my feedback. Everybody lift up your two hands and lift him higher. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, 
Horses, 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 be alert. If I see what the Lord has done, in fact, with my mouth, I can't confess enough. I can't say enough. I can't testify enough for what the Lord has done for me, for what the Lord has done for us. Is so mighty, is so great. So we are saying to our Lord today on our prayer line that Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we appreciate you. Our Lord, we adore your name. We give you all the praise and we give you all the adoration. For you are a kind God. For you are an awesome God. For you are a great God. It is you that has given us this hour. It is you that has given us this moment. It is you that has given us this opportunity. And we are not taking this for granted at all. But we are praising him, we are adoring his name for his love. God has protected you, has protected me, our family, our children, our spouses, our siblings, the work of our hands, our finances. God has not neglected us. God has not forsaken us. God has not thrown us out of his presence. Because of our iniquity and our sins. But he has been merciful. He has been a just God. A gracious God. A kind God. A merciful God. Unto you and I. So today we are live. On Tuesday. Afternoon. On Tuesday evening. On our prayer line. To lift up the name of our Lord once again. To study the word of God once again. And to pray together once again. So let's appreciate him wherever you are. Wherever you are, open your mouth. Wherever you are, open your mouth. Wherever you are, open your mouth. Appreciate the Lord. Thank the Lord. Wherever you are, say, God, I thank you. Say, Lord, I appreciate your name. Lord, I adore you. Lord, I give you all the praise. Wherever you are, begin to appreciate the Lord right now. Begin to thank God. Begin to give him all the praise. Begin to give him all the adoration. Begin to thank the Lord. Begin to appreciate him. Say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I bless you. Amen. Lord, I appreciate you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Let's appreciate God for the beginning of this week. God has been given to us the third day of the week. And, and, and God has been so good, true, and so wonderful unto us. Wherever you are, thank God for your life, thank God for your family, thank God for your children, thank God for the work of your hands, thank God for the spiritual life, thank God for your salvation, thank God for the work and the miracles and the signs and the wonders of God in our life, appreciating, giving all the maximum 
respect and love and appreciation, appreciation and the adoration wherever you are. Appreciate the Lord right now. Thank the Lord. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Adore his name. Lift up his name. Lord, we thank you today. We appreciate your name. God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We appreciate you. We love you, Jesus. And we give you all the praise. We give you all the adoration. We give you all the magnification, God, for you are awesome, God. You are a great God. You are a wonderful God. We thank you today. We appreciate the Spirit of God. We thank you. I thank you for my wife. I thank you for my children. I thank you for the hour of this morning. I thank you for all our followers. Thank you, oh God. For every man, thank you for the life of any woman who is online today. Right now, listen to me. I thank you, oh God, for your life. Thank good you, God. I appreciate you, Lord, for your kindness, for your mercy, and dear end forever. We thank you, Spirit of God. We appreciate you. We thank you for our help. We thank you that going in our coming out, you've been with us, you've come to endurance, to guard and to protect our lives and lead us. Not into temptation. We appreciate you, God. We thank you, Lord and Master Jesus. We lift up your name on high and we say you are a good God, a great God, a wonderful God. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We adore your name, O God. Do you know what did this year? Do you know that people came all the way from Cote for this book? What are you talking about? That's what I want. I'm taking you somewhere. Our next prayer, let's pray this quick prayer before I read something from the book of Psalm 59 and pray prayer for you. We are praying right now, wherever you are, you are listening to me. I want you to go before God. I'm going before God. Let's go before God. Now, God, from the beginning of this very week, from the beginning of this month, anywhere that we are falling short, the Bible says, For God is a merciful God. God is a kind God. God is a gracious God. That any time we come to Him and confess our sins, Bible says that He is a faithful and a just God to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all our righteousness and makes us pure and holy. So the Bible says, if our, even if our sin is as red as blood, the Lord will wash it as white as wool. So we are praying that in the name of Jesus, God, anywhere that I fall short, anywhere that I've fallen short, through my thought, through imagination, my feelings, 
through my actions and inactions, anywhere that I function, God, forgive me today and cleanse me and wash me thoroughly. And may I be worthy of you. May I be worthy of your calling. May I be worthy of your salvation. May I be worthy of your grace. May I be worthy of your love. May I be worthy of your kindness. May I be worthy of your graciousness. Lord, we come to you. Lift up your voice wherever and let's go to God in prayer right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you. We come before you, Spirit of God. The Lord, I am immortal. We are mortal. Father, our thoughts, imaginations, and things. Father, in the sake of conviction, in the sake of conviction. Father, we come before you. I come before you, O God. Ask your servant, and I empty myself before you, God. The Lord look through me, set through me anywhere that I've fallen short. God, I come before you. The Bible says that if we say we have not sinned, we are deceivers, we are liars, and we are making the word of God untrue. Lord Jesus, through from the beginning of this week, Father, anywhere that has come out of me, my action, my inaction, Father Lord, that is evil and not pleasant before you. I pray God that forgive me, O God, and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Father, take me out of iniquity, O God. Take iniquity out of me, O God. In the name of Jesus, let transgression be taken away, O God, from my life. Father, I pray so. I pray, O God, for my family, Lord, my wife, my children, O God, anywhere that we follow your spirit of God, have mercy on us, O God, and cleanse us, O God, today, and wash us today, O God. In the name of Jesus, so I pray for any man, any woman on this platform that may the angels of God be called spirit of God, holy God, Jesus, we come before you, the Lord, anywhere that we are function, God, forgive us, O God, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, Lord, and makes us pure and holy, and may we be worthy of your friendship, may we be worthy of your grace, may we be worthy of your worship, may we be worthy, O God, of your love, may we be worthy, O God, of your kindness and your mercy, may we be worthy of your favor, O God, today, in the name of the Bible, if anyone is in Christ, the person is a new creation. Father, let every old life that is part of our life, any old attitude, any old behavior, any old act, oh God, that is still following us, that is still part of our life. We pray, God, by power and by the authority and by the spirit that lifted Jesus from the dead, let the spirit bring a divine person, oh God, between us and the world, between acts and a particular sect that keep following and tormenting our life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. Oh, 
Psalm 59, verse 1. The Bible said, For the director of music to the tune of Do Not, Dis- Do Not Destroy of David, a Mictam, when Saul had sent men to watch David's house in order to kill him. Deliver me from my enemies, O、oh、God. Protect me from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from my enemies, O、oh、God. Protect me. From dogs who write things up against me. Somebody was on the Lord. Something will happen here tonight. You say that deliver me from evil doers and save me from bloodthirsty men. See how they lie in wait for me. Fierce, fierce men conspire against me for no offense or sin of mine, O Lord. 
I have done no wrong, yet they are ready to attack me. Arise to help me. Look on my, my plight. O Lord God Almighty, the God of Israel, rose yourself to punish all the nations. Show no mercy to the wicked traitors. Show no mercy to the wicked traitors. Psalm 59, the verse 1 to the verse 5. He said, Deliver me from my enemies. Oh God, protect me from those who rise up against me. I pray for somebody that, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost, that this week may God protect you. From those who rises up against you. May God protect your family. From those that rises up against your family. May God protect and build a wall of fire around you. Against your men. Against the enemy. May God build fire wall around your business, your career, your ministry, your marriage, your children. David said, deliver me from my enemies. May God deliver you from the trap of the wicked one. May God deliver you from any trap of failure. Any trap of disgrace and shame. Any trap of death. May God deliver you in the name of Jesus. May the Spirit of God snatch you from hell. Fire. May you be snatched by the power of God. David said, deliver me from evil doers and save me from bloodthirsty men. There are some people, they are bloodthirsty. As people are thirsty for water to drink, they are thirsty to suck blood. I pray that no demon sucks your blood. No principality, no altars, my God, can suck your blood any bloody testy man my god looking for blood somebody say not my blood not my head in the name of jesus the blood of your children cannot oh my god be shocked by evil doers the blood of your sibling cannot be shocked by the evil doers your blood cannot be shocked by any evil doers this year this month in the name of jesus David said, deliver me from evildoers and save me from blood testament. Some people were destined for blood, but that time Saul was destined for the blood of David. And David said, God, deliver me from my enemy. Saul, he was looking to share the blood of an innocent man. I pray that no blood of an innocent person in your family will be shared. 
In the name of Jesus, I superimpose and declare that the blood of an innocent person, that your blood cannot be taken or cannot be shed on any evil altar. In the name of Jesus, see how they lay in wait. They, they always lay in wait in a strategic place. And conspire and plot against you. So they conspire and get a strategic place and position themselves. So a little mistake when you pass by their way, they grab you and destroy your life. But I pray that not your head, not your blood. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. David said, I have done no wrong. Yet they are ready to attack me. Arise to help me. Look on my plight. My desire. My request. My prayer. You've done nothing. But every day in day out. You see attack. You see principalities and powers looking for ways and means to destroy your life. Then you look at your life and ask that what have I done wrong? What at all am I not doing? You tell somebody that you have done nothing but the devil has conspired and they are laying in wait to destroy you. But not your head, not your blood. Your children, not your business, not your career, not your marriage. That any evildoers, any demonic, oh my God, men that has conspired to destroy you this year. That destruction go back to them in the name of Jesus. See how they lay in wait for me. Yes, men conspire against me. Powerful men, they conspire against me. Strong men conspire against me to destroy my life. I pray that in the name of Jesus, any fierce man that will conspire against your life, that will plot and plan evil against your life, may their works fall on their own head in the name of Jesus. Destruction fall on them by the power of the Holy Ghost. You have done nothing, you have done nothing, you have done no wrong. For no fault of yours, you are going through a lot, you are going through situations sometimes. To ask yourself that is my God alive? Want you to understand that your God is alive, but that the enemy is jealous about you. The devil is jealous about your progress. The devil see you walking, he's jealous and want to destroy. I came to talk to somebody, I came to announce, and I came to pray for somebody. By the power of God, any evil conspiracy against your life, turn up by fire, may that cut fire. What conspiracy of the evil kingdom against your life will stand? 
the ancient of days for the Alpha and the Omega has vowed to arise to your defense. God will arise for your defense. Defend you against any obstacle, against any maneuvers and schemes of the devil. Enemy lift up a standard, God will arise and crush them by the power of the Holy Ghost. David said in Psalm 59, verse number 5. Said, oh Lord God mighty. The God of Israel, the God of Israel, rose yourself to punish all the nations. God arise to punish all the nations that rise against me, all the men that rise against me, all the kingdoms, all the thrones, all the empires of demonic kingdom that has rising against the arm of Gethsemane, that has rising against all the followers on our platform and Gethsemane prayer network. God arise, oh God, and fight them, my God. He said, Go around yourself to punish all the nations. Show no mercy to the wicked creator. David said, Show no mercy to the wicked creator. Show no mercy to the wicked creator. Say that anybody who is very close to you and their plot and their intention to be is to betray you. Traitors, traitors among you. Very close to you, very close friend, a family member. Looking for an information, they are looking for a small opportunity to destroy you. God punish them. I said, May God punish them. In the name of Jesus, may their words turn back unto them in the name of Jesus. Don't Close, go back and read all the Psalm 59. All the Psalm 59 is up to verse 17. Read everything and see what the wicked is doing. And God has promised his people that no weapon form against you will prosper. Where I will end says that they return at evening, snelling like a dog and prowls about the city. See what they spew from their mouth, they spew out swords from their lips. They say, Who can hear us? And the rains are falling. Let me end it here and welcome you. I will come back to this particular Psalm 59 another day to pray for somebody. But I pray that the good Lord rise up and defend you and save you and secure your life from the hand of the wicked one. In the name of Jesus. I welcome you all today to our prayer line at the hour of Gethsemane. God bless you.
Bible. Welcome, Prophet Nana. Yeah, Prophet Nana. Yeah, upon. You are welcome, man of God. God bless you, Prophet of God. And one- also welcome, Pastor Andre Jackson, woman of God. You are welcome. God bless you. And the covenant got to the house of Dagon. He couldn't stand that night. He came down. Mr. Patient, you are welcome. God bless you, my dear. My dear sister Bridget, you are also welcome. God bless you. Tickiness, Gloria Chapman. Mommy, how are you doing? God bless you. You are welcome. I believe you are doing well, and the family is also doing well. Tickiness, Gloria Chapman. Mommy, God bless you. You are warmly welcome. No, one. Of God, I believe you are all doing well. I believe you are favored. I believe God is keeping you. The Spirit of God is keeping you and your family. Today is another wonderful day, another glorious day, another awesome day. Beautiful Tuesday edition on our prayer line at the hour of Gethsemane. Wherever you are and you are listening to me today, I welcome you and I say God bless you. Continue to bless you. May God polish you. May God polish. May the heavens polish your life.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Today is another day, and we are still in the month of June. The 21st day in the month of June 2022, our month of opened heaven. The song is from my heart. You are amazing. You are a good, good God. This life is yours. This song is from my heart. You are amazing. You are a good, good God. This life is yours. Situation whereby a door of divine relevance is open unto God's people. A month of open heaven. When we say an open heaven, we are talking about a situation where doors of divine relevance, divine relevance, are open unto God's people. We are talking about an unlimited access to the throne of God. Unlimited access to the throne room of what? Of God. Trip into the throne room of God. Without a prevention, without a limitation. I declare that you are receiving an unlimited access to the throne of God in the name of Jesus. The heaven is opened, and the heaven will continue to open. Yesterday, I said something that when your heaven is closed, you can't see beyond 
the moment you cannot see beyond the what the environment when your heaven is closed. So I pray that never, never will your heaven be closed. For the second chronicle seven thirteen says that if I shut up heaven, if I shut up what heaven, that there is no rain. God will not shut up heaven over your life. God will not shut up heavens over your life. But the ancient of days, but the Alpha and the Omega, who opened the heavens, as he says in Deuteronomy 28, 12, that the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure. The Lord will open unto thee his good treasure. The heavens to give the rain unto thy land in his season. So in this season, God will open the heavens. God will open his good treasure. God will open his good treasure. The heavens to give you rain. Divine rain, supernatural rain. Of blessing, rain of favor, rain of glory, rain of honor, rain of unlimited access to the blessings and the favor of God. Receive it in the name of Jesus. I say, receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. over your life and you are going to be catapulted into God's favor into God's blessing and every limitation over your life is counseled every limitation is counseled in the name of Jesus For the beginning of the month, we are doing, we are moving, we are making a headway as we do. We look and delve into our team, Open Heaven. We ended somewhere yesterday 
the benefit of open heaven the benefit of open heaven and yesterday we said that when the heaven opens yesterday that was the third point when the heaven opens you have the ability to hear from god if you want to hear from god if you want to hear the voice of god the audible voice from god yesterday we said you need an open heaven to hear from god the fourth point which is the second thing we look at yesterday was when heaven opens you will enjoy supernatural strength and speed when the heavens are open over your life you will enjoy supernatural strength and speed and we saw an example from first kings chapter 18 the bible said even though ahab was on horse ahab was on a horse to the city of Jezel. But the Bible said, and the Spirit of God came upon the prophet Elijah. And Elijah could, could run and overtake the chariot. So before Ahab, the king, got to Jezel, Elijah was already there. They overtake it. So, if you want to enjoy supernatural strength, because Psalm 68, 35 says that strength and power comes from God. So if you want to enjoy the strength of God, you need an open heaven over your life. And yesterday we ended with a third point, which is the fit benefit by saying that when heaven opened when your heaven opens you receive the ability to obtain breakthrough because of favor of god and we saw example from esther the queen esther he was a foreigner in the a foreigner in the land of susa but when the heavens were opened she received favor And the Bible said, among all the maidens, the virgins that were presented to King Ahasuerus, Esther found favor and became the queen. So I pray that may that favor fall on somebody. So I pray that may the heavens be opened over your life. And may you receive the ability to obtain divine breakthroughs because of the favor. In your ministry, you are going to receive a divine breakthrough. In your career, you are receiving a divine breakthrough. In your business, you are receiving a divine breakthrough. In your marital life, receive a divine breakthrough. In your financial life, receive a divine breakthrough. In your health, I pray for divine breakthrough in the name of Jesus. As the heaven is opened over your life.
continue from where we ended yesterday. See what the Spirit of God has for His people today. I hope somebody is learning. I hope somebody is learning. God bless you for always staying on to listen to the word of God. Some people, when they end time, we are preaching, Pabam, they are gone. Yes, they don't want to hear the word of God. But when they enter and we are prophesying and we are praying for people, they will stay and receive the prayer and Pabam, they are gone. They receive prophecy, Pabam, they are gone. They are not ready to listen to the word of God. Don't be worried. Don't be bothered about them. Just have time for God. God's word. The Bible says you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. We are looking at which is the sixth point when we talk about the op- the benefit of open heaven. The sixth point, which is our first point today, is that when the heaven opens, you will have the ability to understand the plan and the purpose of God. For your life, so when the heaven opens, you will have the ability to understand the plan and the purpose of God for your life. And there will be no time wasting. You see, there are some people because they lack the ability to understand the plan and the purposes of God for their life. They move wallowing, roaming, delaying and wasting their life. So if you have the ability to understand the plan, and the purpose of God for your life, there will be no time wasted. Straight away, you know the purpose and the plan of God for your life. So you pursue that career, you pursue that purpose. In the book of Proverbs, the Bible says that many are the plans. And the purposes in the heart of men. But it is the counsel of Jehovah. It is the purpose of God. That will come to effusion. My God. Many are our purposes, many are our desire, but God also has a plan for his people. God has a plan for his people. So, 
In the book of Jeremiah 29 11, the Bible says, I know the thought, I know the thought, the plans that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thought of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. To give you an expected so God has a thought, God has a plan, God has a purpose for every living being on this earth, born onto this earth. God has a plan, God has a purpose for your life. So, to live a purposeful life, to live a purposeful life, we need to pray that God open the heavens and may I. Understand, may I receive the ability to know your plan, the ability to know your purpose for my life. Is somebody here? Let me take it again from the Berean study, study Bible, and this one says that for. I know the plans. I love this version. The Bible said, For I know the plans I have for you. So I said, When the heavens opened, you will have the ability to understand the plan. You will have the ability to understand the plan and the purposes of God for your life. And God said that for I know the plans I have for you. I know the plans I have for you. Declares the Lord. Plan to prosper you and not to harm you. To give you a future and what? And a hope. So for you to tap into this plan of God, for you to tap into the purposes of God for your life. You need an open heaven for you to see and understand the plan of God. A lot of people are living on purposeful life, on planned life, on organized life, because they lack the ability to understand the plan of God for their life. So they go in here and touch this business and leave it. Go out there, touch another business. Go out there, touch another. Not knowing exactly their purpose and their plan on this earth. And if you keep living your life like that, you kiss this earth by without accomplishing your mission and your purpose. On this earth, the Bible says, Many are the plans, many are the counsel, many are our ambitions. We have ambitions, but the Bible says, It is the counsel of God. So, how do we decode the counsel of God? How do we, how do we decode the plan of God for our life? The plan of God for our life is through what the word of God. And through prayer and revelation. So, yesterday, I was talking about when the heaven opened, we hear what God. God speaks. But because our ears are blocked, 
We are unable to hear what God. So God speak to you about your purpose, about your plan. When God called Abraham, it was not a personal encounter, a humanly encounter that Abraham had with God. But it was Abraham as a human with an encounter with a spiritual deity. God. So Abraham was a human but he was able to hear the voice of God. So God is speaking but a lot of us cannot hear the voice. So yesterday I said there are three voices. The voice of God, your own voice, and the voice of the devil. So God has a plan. God has a purpose for his people. He said, I know the plan. And the other verse says that I know the thought, but I love the Berean study Bible. He said, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. And the plan of God concerning your life is for you to prosper. It's for you to prosper. It's for me to prosper. He said, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. God will never give you any purpose that will harm your life. That will cause or pose danger to your life. But every plan and purpose of God for his people is for God to prosper them and to give them what? A future and a hope. To give them what? A future. God wants to give his people a good future. A better future. So that we live a legacy on this earth. So we'll die one day. Definitely everybody will die. Hundred years by now. Everybody on the surface of this earth will die. I am not going to be alive. Pastor Andrea is not going to be alive. Bridget is not going to be alive. But there is a legacy. There is what? A legacy that we have to leave on this earth. Because we identify the purpose of God. Our four fathers, we can make mention of a lot that made an impact. Today we are mentioning their names in the Bible. And even after the Bible, they were great men. Like John Wesley, we can make mention of them. We can make mention of great men of God. Great women of God. Kathleen Coma. They have left legacy. They died years ago. Abraham Lincoln. Great people. So when you know your purpose and your plan on this earth, 
God says that this plan, this purpose is not to harm you, but to prosper you and to give you a future and to give you what? A hope. Other verse will say, and to give you an expected one end. The King James Version says that to give you an expected end, the plan of God is to give you what? A good future and what an expected end, an ending. So there is a saying in a candle. I shall see you in the beginning is very important, but the most important is the ending. How you end. But mind you that the Bible says that the expectation. So God says that. And to give you an expected end. And God says that the expectation of the righteous will never be cut off. So you in the purpose of God. You in the plan of God. Your expectation in Jesus. Surely will never be cut off. Because God is bringing that expectation to what? A fruitful one. Ended. So he said, the plan is not to harm you, but to prosper you. And to give you what? A future. And to give you hope. Let me read a short, script, a short scripture in the New Testament to also support these verses. In the book of Acts, Chapter 10, the verse 1 to verse 6. Chapter 10, verse 1 to 6. The Bible said, You are welcome, Abina. Abina Konedu, you are welcome. How are you doing, my dear? God bless you. I'm reading from Acts chapter 10, verse 1 to 6. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band. A devout man and one that feared God with his entire house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision evidently about the night hour of the day an angel of God coming in to him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thy arms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send me to Joppa and call 
for me, Simon, whose surname is Peter, he lodged with one Simon, a tenor, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou out to do. He shall tell you what thou out to do. This man Cornelius was not a Jew, but was an Italian from what the Italian what regiment. He was a noble man, a serious one, God fearing man. And the Bible said, this man was a devout one man, and one that feared the Lord. And not only that, but his entire house. His what entire household when you were a child of God. One of the primary focus is our family, our immediate family. When we are praying, we pray that is why most of my prayer points are lived on this platform. We pray for our family. We pray for our children. If you are married, you pray for your husband. You pray for your wife. You pray for your parent. Our immediate family, that we will all submit to the will of God and the purposes of God. The Bible said, This man Cornelius and his entire house, that was he was giving up to people and always pray to God. He was a devout man, a praying man. Prayer was his lifestyle. How many Christians today make prayer our lifestyle? The Bible says, pray without ceasing. Pray without stopping. Continuous prayer. Continuous prayer. This man was a devout prayer warrior. Praying. And the Bible says, one day, what Cornelius was sitting under a three and was resting, having some time with God. The Bible said he saw in a vision, evidently about the night hour of the day. About the night hour of the day, he saw an angel of God coming to him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when Cornelius looked, he knew he was able to identify that this particular visitation is not an ordinary visitation, but it was God that came at that night hour to visit him. So Cornelius said, what is it, Lord? And the angel said to Cornelius that your arm your giving and your prayer. You see, one of the keys, one of the keys of open heaven. That will be the final subtopic I'll be talking about before this team comes to an end this month. That is the keys. The keys to open what? The heavens. One of the keys to open heaven is what is happening here. Two of them were found in the life 
of Cornelius. Number one, giving of arms. And number two, prayer. These two things, don't joke with them. If you joke with these two things, it will be difficult for your heavens to open. The Bible said this man Cornelius was not only a devout Christian, but he was a prayerful man and he was giving arms. So the B aspect of verse 4. The Bible said, Thy prayer, thy prayers, and thy arms are come up for a memorial before God. Huh? If you want to build a memorial before God, prayer and giving of arms, giving of arms, sometimes even if you don't have and you seek somebody in need, the little you have, share it. Share with somebody. There is a needy person. There is a homeless person that needs just Five dollars, one dollar, just hundred Ghana cities, and that amount will make his day. He will be happy for the rest of the whole day, or the rest of the whole month, or the rest of the whole of his entire life. The Bible said this man was not only a devout man, but he was what devoted to prayer and giving of alms. So when the angel visited him, the angel was very straight and went straight to the point that your prayers and your giving of alms has come up as a memorial before God. As what a memorial before God. Your giving and your prayer. I will talk about it in detail, possibly next week. The keys to open the heaven. So, the angel told him that send a man. He said, send men to Joppa now and call Peter. Because Peter is staying with a man called Simon, who was a tenor, who is a, who was, he was a farmer. He's staying with him in his house right now. Let him come to you. And when he come to you, he shall tell thee what thou how to do. And Peter will come and tell you what you are supposed to do. This man was doing very well, but he was lacking something. There was something that he had to do. And God, through the angels, spoke to him that said for Peter, for Peter to come and give you an insight. And let you know that to attain salvation and enter into the kingdom of God, you need a repentance. You need a change of heart and mind. You need to give your life to Jesus Christ. Confess Him as your Lord and personal Savior. There is a key that you need to understand the plan and the purposes of God. So the heaven will open.
for Cornelius. And Cornelius received a divine visitation. And when Peter visited him, the problems, his desire, there was what a solution. For him to understand that he is not only an Italian band regiment, but God has a plan for him. And God has a purpose for his life. God has a plan for your life. God has a purpose for every life. So, if you will avail yourself, God will reveal himself to you through an open heaven and you will know your purpose on this earth and you will know your plan. If not, you will leave. You will toil. You will struggle. You will fumble. But at the end of the day, you have nothing to show off. You have nothing to show off. You have nothing to show off. Because Jesus Christ, even Jesus Christ himself, the Bible said, God anointed him with the Holy Ghost and with power. When he went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. That was what the purpose and the plan of God. But for Jesus to stand, to start his mission, for Jesus to begin his ministry, God has to open the heavens and announce him and anoint him with the Holy Ghost power and now commission him for him to accomplish his purpose. So for you to accomplish your purpose, for you to understand and have the ability to also need the Holy Ghost power at the Holy Ghost in the form of an angel visited what Cornelius. So may the Lord visit you. So may the Lord open the heavens and may you receive a divine visitation this month. And may the secret about your life be revealed unto you. May the secret about your purpose on this earth be revealed unto you. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. God is revealing the secret about your life unto you. In Jesus mighty name. Somebody type a big amen. Let's go.
The second thing I want to talk about today is when heaven opens, you have unlimited access to the presence of God. To the presence of God. When heaven opens, you have unlimited access to the presence of God. If you remember, it was part of the definition that I gave you. I'm not going to dwell much here, but I want to read a scripture from Isaiah chapter 6. Verse 1 to 8. When heavens opened, you have unlimited access to the presence of God. Let me read Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1 to 8. In the year, in the year, verse 1, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne. High and lifted up, and his train filled with temple. Filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims, each one with his wings. With, with twine, he covered his face, and with twine, he covered his feet, and with twine, he did fly, and one cried unto another, and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Verse 4. And the posts of the dogs moved at the voice of, of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. Verse 5. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Then flee one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongues from off the altar. Verse 7. And he laid it upon his mouth and said, Lo, this had touched my lips and thy iniquity is taken 
that sin perched. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. Your sins are revealed. You are cleaned. My God. that I've read from Isaiah I don't want to go deep into the contextual meaning of this verse or the theological meaning but I just want to summarize something this was Isaiah the prophet of God and the Bible said that after King Uzziah died the heavens were opened and Isaiah saw the Lord upon a throne. And with all the verses, the angels with the six wings and over the two wings were doing covering the face, two wings covering the feet, and the feet, other two wings covering, uh, other two wings for flying and all that, singing holy and holy. The impulse I want to draw from this is that when the heavens were opened, Isaiah saw himself not worthy. Isaiah saw himself that he is unclean. And he even said that I even dwell among people that are unclean. I am not worthy to come to the presence of God. I am not worthy. I said when heaven opens, you have unlimited access to the presence of God. Isaiah, looking at his situation and the predicament, saw that he is limited, that he is not worthy. To come before the presence of God. And the Bible said. Behold. One of the angels. The seraphims. Drove closer to Isaiah. Then. Flew one of the seraphims. Unto me. He drew closer to Isaiah. And he was having a light coal in his hand. When we talk about a light coal in his hand, a life was fire. A charcoal with fire. A life fire. One of the angels, the seraphims, were, were, were holding a light coal in his hand. Which he has taken with the tongues from off the altar and he laid it upon his mouth a light coal fire he kept the fire in his mouth and said unto him 
and touched his lips and said unto him, that you see yourself that you are not worthy. You say you are a man of iniquity and you live and dwell among men of iniquity. But today your heaven has opened. Today your visitation is here. And the purpose of this visitation is to take away that word, iniquity. So the seraphim told Isaiah that thy iniquity is taken away and thy sin is purged. Thy sin is cleansed. Thy sin is taken away. So when you come to the verse 8, Isaiah said, also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? So Isaiah saw himself not worthy of the presence of God. When the heavens were opened, a man that saw himself filthy, a man that saw himself as a sinner, dwelling among men of sin and evil. When your heaven opened, Irrespective of your predicament, irrespective of whatever you are going through on this earth, you are going to receive an unlimited access to the presence of God. When your heavens are opened, irrespective of wherever you find yourself, your location, your geographical location, your state of life, you are receiving an unlimited access to the presence of God. And you see, when you get to the presence of God, that is why you begin to understand the purposes and the plan of God for your life. As I said earlier, that there are a lot of Christians, there are a lot of children of God we pray we do everything just as Cornelius was doing. Cornelius was a prayerful man. Prayer became a lifestyle. And his giving, the Bible testified that the giving of Cornelius became what? A monument. But he was lacking something. The purpose and the plan of God for his life. That is why God gave him a message. To send for Peter and reveal the purposes of God for his life. The purpose and the plan of God. So with the unlimited asset to the presence of God. Your purpose and your plan are revealed unto you. So Isaiah. After that unlimited access. After Isaiah had an access unto God. A man that was not worthy. He heard the voice of God. You see, when you have an unlimited access to the presence of God, you will always hear the voice of God. Isaiah heard the voice. And the voice was saying that I want to send somebody to the world. I want somebody to go in there and declare to the world. And Isaiah said, I will go. The man that earlier said, I am no worthy. The man that earlier said, I am a sinner. I live and dwell among men that are 
evil men that are sinned. One of the Bible said, he said, I, 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 Isaiah said, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. He said, I dwell and live with people that even their lips are unclean. Even their lips, the words that come out of them. So myself, I am unclean. I am not worthy. But God said, hey, when the heaven is opened unto you, it doesn't matter your state of life. God has a plan. God has a purpose for your life. I pray that may the heavens be open over your life this month. I pray that this week may the heaven be open over your life. I declare that today may the heaven be open over your life. And may you receive an unlimited access to the presence of God. May you receive a divine knowledge and a supernatural understanding of the purposes and the plan of God concerning your life. God has a plan. God has a purpose. Until the heavens are opened, until you receive that unlimited access to the presence of God, that plant is covered. But God is giving you that access for that plan and purpose to be uncovered. To be what? Uncovered. So that you can lay hold of your purpose. I read earlier in Isaiah, he said, I know the plant. Other verses say, I know the thought. Say, I know the plan that I have for your life. It is not a plan to harm you. It is not a plan of evil. But a plan to prosper you. But a plan to lift you. A plan to position you at a place of prominence. And a plan for you to have one, an expected end. A plan to have one, a future and what and a hope. So there are a lot of Christians, children of God, we pray, we do a lot of things, but we don't know what's ahead of us. We don't even know where we are going. In fact, we don't even know where we are coming from, and we don't know where we are, and we don't know where we are going. So you need to know where you are coming from. You need to know the state of your life and where you are going. In your dream, in your expectation, as the Bible says that your expectation will not be cut off. Your expectation, you need to know where you are going in life. This is what I want to achieve. This is what, and you continue to focus and pray and dedicate yourself to the things of God. And with the open heaven, my God, nothing can block you, nothing can stop you. Nothing can block you and nothing can stop you. My God, God bless you. Type a big amen right now. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. From the feet of hopelessness, you pulled me many times when there was none to help. You pulled me many times, lost from the feet of hopelessness. You pulled me many times when there was none to help.
thing I want to talk about today, and I'll pray, I'll pray for you、uh, before we close, is the third but not the least for today is when your heaven opens, you receive the ability to see God at work. Very important, very key. When your heaven opens, you receive the ability to see God at work. To see God at work. You see, the ability to see God at work is very important. Sometimes your situation, sometimes your situation, what you are going through, what do you think about it? How do you relate it with God? Do you see God in the situation? Do you see God at work in what you are going through? Or you think that you are in a load? Or you think that what you are going through, you are there alone? Some people even say that I have prayed, I have prayed, I have prayed. And it looks as if God is far from me. It looks as if God, his ears are, the Bible says that the ears of God are not choked or blocked. Neither the hands of God shortened to the deliverance of his people or to the hearing of what? His people. So when the heavens are open over your life, you receive that ability to see God at work at every moment, at every situation in your life. You see God inside. Even if things are not going well, you say things are going well because you, you know and you have faith that God is in the situation with you. In the storm, know that Jesus is with you in the storm. Don't think that what you are going through, Jesus is not away. And your address are DNA cost in a main county. God is, don't think that God is not away. He is aware of what you are going through. That marital crisis, that continual disappointment, that continual failure. See God at work in the situation. See God at work at every stage of your life. Whether good or bad, see God at work. And if your heavens are open, you receive that ability to see God at work at every situation of your life. At every situation of your life. You see God at work. So that's why the Bible says that when all men are cast down, you will say, I will say, we will say that there is a lifting up. So, when people are saying the economy is hard, yes, the economy is hard. We all know that things are in a mess. Yes, we know things are not moving on well. But the child of God, you speak good about your life. You say, Hey, as for me, I am blessed. Hey, as for me, my God, oh my God. You see, what God cannot do does not exist. In the situation, you will see that, hey, this thing. God will do it. God can do it. God has done it. Positive confession. Some of us, the situation, oh, this situation, this sickness, it will kill me. I will die of this sickness. I will die of poverty. You will die of poverty. 
As for me there, every day I sleep alone. Will I be married? I will die of, yes, you will die of singleness. Because that is what you want. But when you see God in a situation that I am not going to be single forever. And I am not going to be moved by any pressure. But God is at work. God is bringing that man. God is bringing that woman. You are not going to be jobless for the rest of your life. You are not going to be a beggar for the rest of your life. Because David said, I have been a child and I have groomed. And I have never seen the righteous begging for bread. So God is telling you that as for you, because of your dedication, you are never going to beg for bread. So you are never going to remain jobless. So even where there is no job, you said, I have gotten a job. You positive confession. Say, God is doing it. God has done it for me. God has done it. Even when you went to, you go to the hospital and the doctor says that this particular sickness, this, this, this chronic disease, it is called, now the doctors will classify it as what? A chronic disease. A chronic disease. So they will say that the chronic disease, the only thing they can do is to manage the situation completely. Nothing can, nothing can be done about it, but they can manage. Human will say, I can manage or I will manage, but God says that completely. I am taking it away. Is that the faith you have? Or you, what report do you believe? What report do you believe? Do you believe in the report of men or you believe in the report of God? What report do you believe? See, I believe in the report of God. The Bible says, in his tribe we are healed. The Bible says, when Jesus was struck on the cross at the last hour, he said, it is finished. It is finished with your sickness. It is finished with that infirmity. It is finished with that chronic disease, that cancer, that fibroid. That kidney disease, that spinal cord disease, it is finished with you. It is finished. That is the word. That is the message of Jesus. So when the heavens are opened, you have the ability to decode and see God at work at every situation of your life. At every situation, you see God at work. Who says that God's hand is in so you will not go and sit back. Some people go to church, prayer meetings, and pray and pray and come back home and they are crying. They come back home and come and, 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 and sit down in their room, sharing tears after praying. Some even go ahead to sow a seed and go back home and start crying again. Somebody said today, never. Never will I cry again about the situation. Never will I be frustrated. Never will I be confused. For our Lord is at work. For God is at work. Let me read a short scripture. It's long but I'm not going to read all. Because our time is almost up. So I will come back and then I'll pray. I'll come back and pray with you. I'll come back and pray with you. Okay, let me take it from here. Um, okay. First Kings, first Kings chapter, first Kings chapter 17, verse 1. 
to 16 is long, but I'm not going to read all. I'm not going to read all. I'm going to read just, I think, some five verses, and then we'll come back and I'll pray. I'll pray for you. You are welcome. Everybody who is on Victorious, you are welcome. God bless you. God bless. Rutba, my dear sister, how are you doing? God bless you. I'm reading from verse 2, 1 Kings 17. The Bible says, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, And get thee hands, and turn thee his word, and hide thyself by the, by the brook carried, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and have commanded a raven to feed thee there. So he went and did according, according unto the Lord, according to the word of the Lord. For he went and dwelt by the brook carried, that is before Jordan. And the raven brought him bread and fresh in the morning, and bread and fresh in the evening. And he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook was dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came unto him saying, and unto him saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belonged to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. to see God at work. The ability to see God at work. This was the prophet Elijah again. After he himself had prophesied that there is no going to be rain in the land. And the Bible said that Jezebel and the husband Ahab because God knew very well that they were going to look for the head of Elijah. So God said unto Elijah, and the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hands and tell his word, and hide thyself in thyself by the brook carried that is before Jordan. So there was a specific direction given unto Elijah. There was famine, no rain, no food. There was no food. But in the situation, Elijah saw God at work. Because he knew that our God will supply our needs according to his riches in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, our God will supply. So Elijah knew that God will supply. So Elijah went east in the desert. And was hiding in the cave. And the Bible said, in the morning, a raven, a bird, will supply Elijah with food and with bread. And he was drinking from the brook. And it got to a time that the Bible said, because there was there were no rain, because there were no rain, the Bible said, the brook got dried up. And God said to him, Behold, get up. Rise, get thee to Zarephath. Would belong to Zidon 
and dual dead. For I have commanded, not I have asked, but I have commanded a woman there to sustain thee. Seeing God at work at every situation. This was a total famine, no food, no water. But this man believed in the word of God. Sometimes we preach the word of God. We come here, we preach for two hours. We preach for three hours. We pray. But still, some people don't believe the word. Elijah believed the word and saw God at work in the situation. That even though there is famine, even though there is a situation, but in the situation, there is what we call a revelation. So in every situation, there is what we call a revelation. So what everybody is seeing in that situation, because of the revelation, you are seeing beyond the situation. So this is famine. But Elijah said, I am not going to starve to death because I believe the word of God. So when the brook got dried, God directed Elijah to a widow. A widow, not a rich man, not a rich woman. And this widow, when Elijah got there, you know the story. She had nothing, but because she obeyed. The Bible says Elijah ate as long as he stayed in Zarephath. That is what God can do. So if God will not give you bread, you will not see the next morning. If God will not supply, God will not give you life. The Bible says that if you have life, you have everything. If I have life, I have everything. So when your heaven opens, you receive the ability to see God at work. I pray that may the heaven be open over your life. And may you receive a divine ability to see God at work at every stage of your life. At every step, at every situation, may you see God at work. In the situation, may you receive a revelation. In the situation, receive a word of knowledge. In the situation, receive a message of wisdom. In the name of Jesus Christ, when all men are cast down, when everybody is crying, where there's no food, where there's no job, where there's no good man out there, you will say, hey, let people say that all men are dogs. Let people say that all men are wicked. But there is a good man out there and that is the man that God has prepared for me. Let everybody say that women today are not good. But somebody said to yourself that God has prepared a special man. And that man, that man, his rib is missing. And I am the ripper. So until I meet that man whose rib is missing, I am not stop praying. I am not stop praying. I am not going to stop believing in the word of God. Because I know that my God will supply. Until I get that job, I am not sitting down. I am not giving up because I know God has a job for me. I know God has a plan for my career. God has a plan for your career. Whatever you are doing on this earth, God has a plan. Because the Bible said, in as much as we have plans and purpose, God has a counsel. And the counsel of Jehovah, that is exactly what is going to stand.
just one God bless everybody who joined our prayer line today at the hour of Gethsemane. The hour of prayer day is the hour where we seek the face of God behind our closed doors. But the time for our first lesson is up. But I'm coming back to pray a short prayer for everybody who is on. So let's all come back. Let me pray a short prayer for you before we close. God bless you. I'm so honored. I'm so privileged having you. God bless you once again. Remain favored. Yes, sir. You see, yes, sir.